So it's a pleasure being here once again. And uh, glory to God for having me here another evening to actually share the word. I know last week I spoke on uh, if you earnestly seek first God's kingdom, then his blessings you can draw down. So today and moving forward with this segment, the topics we'll be covering how not to be spoiled by prosperity. And to be today's segment will touch on if riches increase, set not your hearts upon them. Because the word has always said to set your affection on things above and not on things on the earth. So, brethren, all scriptures will be read from the King James Version Bible. And today's segment would not be long, but rather short. And I hope that it's clear and everyone, you know, would have understood what is being shared. So, I'll start. So, a deliberate attempt was made to address the positive aspects of this prosperity issue. And I am sure that if one diligently follows those principles that are therein advanced, one would make one's way prosperous and one would have good success and nothing less. So, as I am getting closer in closing these topics. However, my mission is to highlight some of the pitfalls that are associated with being prosperous and to propose biblical safeguards against such hazards. Moreover, in treating with this problem, I believe it is absolutely necessary that we be reminded of this biblically endorsed fact that God is not opposed to his children being prosperous. My conclusion finds biblical ventilation in the fact that Abraham, a friend of God and our father, as we read in Galatians chapter 3 verse 29, was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. That can be confirmed by reading Genesis chapter 13 verses 1 to 2. Moreover, at the end of his days, it was also written of him that the Lord had blessed him in all things. That can be confirmed by reading Genesis chapter 24 verse 1. Then too, Job, whom God had declared to be a perfect and upright man, who feared him and hated evil as Job chapter 1 verse 8, Job chapter 2 verse 3 states, was recognized as the greatest man in the East. So one can confirm by reading Job chapter 1 verse 3, verse Job chapter 42 verse 12. Now, let us consider for a moment the character of this man of God, who was also the greatest man in the East in his day. For this exercise, brethren, Chapter 31 of the book of Job is most instructive indeed. Now, before we commence our study, may I suggest to you that you read the entire chapter and observe Job's purity, humility, and charity. 
This chapter should make good reading for all anti-prosperity advocates and sympathizers. After having done so, you would, no doubt, be fully convinced that as long as one's riches are used for the advancement of God's kingdom and for the good of humanity, generally, riches could never be a curse, but a sure blessing. With this, you must agree. So from what was shared, therefore, we can see that the problems that are associated with prosperity do not lie with the prosperity itself, but instead with the character of the individual possessing that prosperity. Therefore, if one were not fortified with the godly virtues of purity, humility, and charity, one would inevitably succumb to the weaknesses that are inherent in human nature and would subsequently end in disaster. To avoid such eventuality, the following safeguard was given to us in God's word, and that will be in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. I'll be reading from, and it goes like this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Brethren, because a man's heart always gravitates towards his treasures, Jesus wants us to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven where they can neither be corrupted nor stolen. So that's Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21. And we do so by investing in God's work and in helping humanity, especially the poor. Yes, brethren, these God-ordained admonitions would ensure that we escape any prosperity-related calamity. Moreover, on this issue of the object of one's affection, the Apostle Paul wrote the following exhortation. So I'll be reading from Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 to 2, which states, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. So in addition to this scripture, the Apostle John wrote the following, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So that's first John chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. Brethren, because the natural man is inherently inclined to fulfilling the above lustful desires, if one were not spiritually and morally equipped as Job was, one should be wary of being rich. For in 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 9 states, 
they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which draw men in destruction and perdition. So I just read from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. This is so because the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. So that's 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10. This then is the escape roots, which is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 to 12. It states, But thou, O man of God, flee these things, and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. So that's First Timothy chapter 6, verses 11 to 12. Now the question one would ask, and why should we also choose this path? And the answer to that question is, for this reason, if for no other, and I'll be reading from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 7, which states, For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we carry nothing out. So that was 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 7. Therefore, thus saith the Spirit of Wisdom, to those who have ears to hear, as 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 8 states, Having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. Now the scriptures shared today in no way suggests that some Christians should not be rich. No, not at all. However, it is surely a reminder and a warning to those who are rich that rather than setting their affection on the gold in their billfolds, they should instead set their affection on the heavenly streets of gold. Therefore, to the materially rich in this world, I join with the Apostle Paul and charge you not to be high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. So that's 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. In addition to the scripture shared, brethren, my financially well-off brethren, make sure that you do good and that you are rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Now, if you read 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 18, you will see what it states. I just paraphrased that scripture just now. Now, in so doing, in addition to meeting the needs of your less fortunate brethren, you would be laying up in store for yourselves a good foundation against the time to come that you may lay hold on eternal life. So you can read 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 19. I just paraphrased it. In light of the deceitful nature of worldly lust, Jesus asked the following question. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? So that's Mark chapter 8, verse 36. The answer to that question is nothing. Therefore, the sensible thing for us to do is to pursue relentlessly 
the things that are lasting while we trust God to provide all our temporal needs. Brethren, we must never sacrifice the eternal for the things that are transitory or temporal. Therefore, in closing, I urge you to consider carefully the following. This salient point many dear saints have surely missed that earth is now a battlefield and not a place of bliss. So if your wealth increases, set not your heart upon it. For in pursuit of riches, God's kingdom, many have missed. So that's the end of my segment today, brethren. I will be live next week again. Now prepare yourselves for Jesus Christ's return because he will be returning. Spend time in reading the Holy Bible. Meditate upon God's word. Surround yourselves with people that are looking or searching for the same spiritual understanding as yourselves. Brethren, Jesus Christ loves you. I love you. So bye for now. Have a safe and productive week. Bless.